Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. So uh, again, we're in this uh, this little set of stuff that's really about the stuff people ask before they even think about joining us on on walking the Jesus way. So we need to say some stuff about the Bible because it's one of the biggest reasons why people don't think they can do Jesus because the Bible is so full of contradictions. It's irrelevant. It's it's immoral. It's this. It's that. So let's just have a bit of a talk about it. Fill you in on a little bit about it, and you know the really important thing is just read the thing, and I'll show you in another one where to start. But for now, the Bible, it's not a book, okay? It's a little library. And it wasn't written uh, by an author who sat down one afternoon and thought, oh, I'll start now, and six months later produced it. It was written over a couple of thousand years. And there's memory that goes back into the Stone Age, right up to the high watermarks of Greek and Roman philosophy and culture, and everything in between. And the miracle of the Bible is that across such a diversity of authors, experience, times, cultures, that somehow it pretty much says the same sorts of things all the way through. That's actually phenomenal. So so that's the first thing. Get over this that it's a book. It's a bunch of books, okay? Now that opens up the second thing. It's not a story. The Bible is more like an argument between a whole lot of people trying to work out what God is like. And There's all sorts of different insights given from different cultures, different times, different experiences. And and there are people whose experience of God is of profound disappointment and anger and rage and crying out to the dark, where are you? And there are others who experience God as nearer than breathing. You know, there are people who experience God in power politics and look at the principles of international relations and see God working his purpose out there. There are people who see God in the day-to-day mundane things around kitchens and lounge rooms. And all these things together are trying to work out who God is. So it's not easy to read. And you've got to get to know the folks who wrote it, why they wrote it, who they wrote it to, what was the culture they were writing out of, what they thought they meant when they used some words and that sort of stuff. And it's not simple. Now, you'll find in the Bible all the time a principle that you're going to have to get used to. Paradox. Google it. Work out what it means. A paradox are, th- are two things that sound opposite but are both true. Let's start in chapter 1 and chapter 2, right? Is God this holy, terrifying very powerful guy who lives outside the system that he's made and says, let there be, and there is, and light happens, and water and dry land separate, and, and it's really scary and big news. and uh, Or is God the God of chapter 2 in Genesis who um, gets dirt under his fingernails as he makes a planet and plants a garden and, and makes people and picks them up and breathes on them and they live and, and then he walks with them in the cool of the day and yeah, they play rounders and cricket and stuff together at the end of the day and have a board game before they all go to bed. Read it, that's not quite how it goes. But you know, those are two really different views of God. You haven't gotten two chapters in and you've got an argument. And it's not an argument, see, because they're both right. We all sort of know that God is holy, terrifying, big. God is also close, loving, beautiful. 
Now, is that a contradiction? If you decide, no, that's got to be a contradiction. That just can't be right. Well, you're going to have so much trouble with the Bible. Frankly, you're going to have so much trouble with God. God is full. Is God just? Does he have standards that must be obeyed? Or is God forgiving, loving, and will always be there with a second chance? That's contradictory. It's also both true. <laughs> and, and it's nuanced and it's weird. And you've got to get to know this person and, and understand it. So please be aware of that. In terms of the Bible itself, is it reliable? Do we think what we read is what was written for us? Haven't got time to go into it now, but the answer is absolutely. And we'll possibly do some stuff about this in some of the later steps, you know. But there is more evidence to say the Bible is as it was written for us than anything else in the world. We think we know what Plato and Aristotle said, you know. It's a thousand years between them and the first text we've got. And we've only got, you know, maybe eight or ten copies of what they said. The Bible, we got stuff within 200 years and we've got thousands of copies. We're pretty sure that what we got is what we were given. So that's reliable. Don't let anybody give you a hard time about that. That's just wrong. Archaeologically, finding out more and more all the time. But again, the bottom line is the story is good. It seems to be pretty much, yeah, that's, that sort of is what, what happened. Um, but the really important thing about the Bible is for all, it's hard. For all, it's written to a different culture in a different time. It's sustained hope and faith and values and morality and community for thousands of years. There's got to be something in it. Now, please understand the Bible is written in its time according to the rules of its time. A lot of people have all sorts of troubles, but our contemporary science is finding this out, but the Bible says this. Well, you need to remember that Stone Age creation stories are going to give us an insight on the meaning of things. The science may not be as good as ours. All right? And, and that's just the facts of life. The Bible, look, the Bible, even the, the, okay, there's two bits in the Bible, an old bit and a new bit. The new bit starts with the stories of Jesus. Even the new bit never envisaged a world where slavery wouldn't be part of the deal. I mean, surely that's just how the world works. It never envisaged universal education where everybody could read and think. What? Uh, it had a view of sexuality that was so completely different to our time that it's actually hard for us to read the bits about sexual morality in the New Testament and understand what on earth they mean because it's all so different. The Bible never saw genetic engineering coming, never saw artificial intelligence coming. It's, it's not about that. It's about how we can connect with God. The Bible doesn't answer the how the world works questions. It answers the why the world works questions. It answers the stuff of the spirit and, and gives us the resources and principles that we can engage with all the things we need to engage with in our time. But people who like to think that they can grab the Bible and it will be the answer to everything, yeah, they're not listening to Jesus who said, you know, I have so much more I want to tell you. I'll have to show you that as stuff comes up. I'll be with you. My spirit will be with you. And yeah, you know, you'll have scripture, you'll, you'll have a lot of good memory, but you and I will make it up together as we go. And I guess that's what we're inviting you to, is this ongoing journey of working life out. Now, not just for ourselves, but for the world in which we live in the light of Jesus who is with us. The Bible is given to us by the people who hung out with Jesus. They're the ones who really started to say, this is the list of stuff. You know, we reckon if you read this stuff, you'll be pretty right. So it's really a gift to us from what we call the fathers, the, the people who were there.
And they said, this is the stuff. It'll keep you pretty much on the straight and narrow. But the Bible itself says, never forget. God is not going to be found in a book. God is going to be found in a spirit, in an experience, in reality, in life. And the Bible is a wonderful map. It's a wonderful guide. But, you know, if you can read the map or do the journey, what would you rather do, really? I'd like to take the map with me, but I want to do the journey. The Bible's just the map. The journey is how you and we work this thing out together. So I hope that helps. Critically, read it. Um, there's going to be another one on where to start reading the Bible. Okay, so watch that one and start, um, frankly, in Mark's Gospel. There's a teaser for you. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today. <laughs>